the Son of the Holy Spirit. So dear friends, today we celebrate the Feast of St. Andrew, and I know, we just start Advent and say, look, there's no Gloria, and then boom, here we are in St. Andrew's Feast Day, right? And why not? Let's give him a glory, he's an apostle. So of course, immediately into Advent, Mother Church reminds us of this important figure in our church's history, important figure in the ministry of the Lord. He was one of the 12. Remember, the first mission of the apostles was to be a friend to the Lord Jesus, to be with him, to accompany him, to learn from him. And then he would entrust his church to them, to teach on his behalf, to govern on his behalf, to sanctify on his behalf. You know, Andrew's job among the apostles was to be our Lord's secretary. So whenever someone wanted to see the Lord, they went to Andrew. We're told, especially the Greeks, they liked to go into Andrew. He had a Greek name, was probably given to him by his father in order to improve trade. So the Greeks felt comfortable with Andrew. So they constantly went to Andrew whenever they wanted to see the Lord. You can imagine Andrew had his little pad and said, well, sorry, he's booked today, right? But he might see you tomorrow morning after prayer, right? So Andrew was the one who constantly guided uh, the meetings of the Lord with others. We, of course, hear the cry of the Greeks. They come to Andrew and they say, we want to see Jesus. And Andrew was the one who had to make that happen. It's with that understanding, we want to see Jesus, that I want to move to our understanding of Holy Communion. Dear friends, we have to regain a sense of reverential awe in terms of the reception of Holy Communion. First of all, let's clarify. What is our worship as Catholic Christians? What is the highest form of worship ever given to the human family? The Catholic Mass. What happens during the Catholic Mass? By the power of the Holy Spirit, there's a representation of the one sacrifice to the eternal Son of God to the Father for the salvation of humanity. And we, the baptized, who are members of his very body, are a part of that sacrifice now. We get to be a part of that, to offer our meager sacrifice, the sufferings, the joys of our life, to unite those with Christ as he offers himself to the Father. That's what happens at Mass. That's why we come to Mass. Dear friends, the opportunity or the privilege to receive Holy Communion is something that is after worship. We have the sacrifice that then leads to the sacrament. The idea that I only come to Mass to receive Holy Communion is gravely lacking in a proper understanding of worship. We come in order to be in the presence of God and to participate in the sacrifice. That means even if we cannot receive Holy Communion, we still participate in the sacrifice. We still come in order to be with our Lord, to be united with Him. So we still come to Mass, even when we cannot receive Holy Communion. And the idea that every Mass I go to, I should receive Holy Communion, is something that is only very contemporary and we only find in the English-speaking portions of the West. Have you gone down to St. Catherine's, to one of the Spanish-speaking Masses? They will humble you. They will humble all of us by their devotion, immense devotion, and by their integrity, with perhaps a third, maybe a half of the congregation receiving Holy Communion because they're honest with themselves. They rarely will come up for a blessing. They say, oh, I need to fix some things. I need to organize some things. I need to be a better Christian. I need to be right with God. We find that throughout the universal church in Latin America, Africa, Asia, but not in the West, especially the English-speaking West. Someone could be away from the church for years, support abortion, hate God, come to Mass and think that, well, I better be able to receive Holy Communion. 
and they will approach and receive Holy Communion, never questioning, maybe I shouldn't. I'm not really in union with Christ or his church right now. Maybe I should pursue Christ through another sacrament right now. Maybe I should make a good confession and get right with him. Maybe I should just participate in the sacrifice, asking for the graces of the sacrifice, those graces of conversion, so then I can reconcile with God and then come and receive Holy Communion. Now, the past several weeks I've been preaching about grace. When we participate in the sacrifice of the Mass, we receive actual grace just by being here. If you're a member of the baptized and you come to Mass, you receive actual grace. You can be the most obstinate of sinners, hate Mother Church with a passion. You come to the Catholic Mass, God the Holy Spirit's going to give you actual grace, which is why it's powerful. Someone can be away from the church for so long. They come to one Mass, and they walk out, and they say, I really need to go to confession. Or I need to work on my prayer life. Or it's really time that I do something among the poor. Or why have I been so delusional? Why haven't I said anything about the unborn or protected the vulnerable or the weak? That's actual grace, dear friends, just by participating in the sacrifice. And of course, if we're able and worthy and prepared to receive Holy Communion, the fruit, the food, literal food of that sacrifice, then we receive sanctifying grace. But again, dear friends, we should make sure we're prepared. There is no shame in approaching in order to receive a blessing. In fact, Pope Benedict XVI, some time ago, reminded us of the rather shocking spiritual counsel of so many of our spiritual masters who would say that there are times, even if you were prepared and worthy, you should still, every once in a while, abstain from Holy Communion in order to nurture in your own heart a greater devotion and to make reparation for all those who receive sacrilegious communions. Now, that's spiritual counsel. He also went on to say priests should every once in a while not celebrate Mass every once in a while. Not only the church would say a priest should celebrate Mass every day, but Pope Benedict would say every once in a while the priest should abstain from even the celebration of the Mass so that it does not become mechanical, that he can feel the longing, there's something missing in my day. What's missing? Well, the sacrifice, being able to offer Mass. The reason why we do this is to make sure we keep ourselves in check. We don't become mechanical that we understand and let our hearts be filled with that sense of awe of what it means that we sinners, enemies of the cross, bruised, broken, we get called and are welcomed in order to be a part of the worship of the almighty and ever-living God. That's something we do not merit. We are not entitled to it. We could not expect it. It is given to us in sheer goodness. So dear friends, you are here at daily mass, which means most likely you are prepared and worthy than perhaps some. But I'm going to ask even us, who are able to come to daily Mass, to truly take to our hearts and ask if we understand what it means to participate in the holy sacrifice of the Mass. Do we understand what it means to then be invited to receive Holy Communion? Have we allowed all to fill our hearts? Do we take seriously the preparation that is required in order to receive Holy Communion? Dear friends, Mother Church does not tell anyone you cannot come to Mass. But to receive Holy Communion takes a preparation, a worthiness of the heart. St. Paul warns us, do not approach in an unworthy manner. Please don't do that. For you eat and drink condemnation, damnation upon yourself. Better to receive a blessing, participate in the sacrifice, receive a blessing, 
and then prepare your heart to write. Now, if there's someone who comes at daily mass and they have not been going to regular confession, they have not yet understood what this is all about. There is an intimate connection between the altar and the confessional. So if God has blessed you, where you're able to be here for daily mass, you should be going to confession at least monthly. And even more if you're fighting grave sin or if you are in particular need of grace because of some suffering. I encourage you, the daily communicants, realize that God's given you this blessing. Let it be a blessing, something that brings greater grace to you and your loved ones, to your family, to our parish. Do not use this blessing to bring condemnation upon yourself. As you celebrate this Eucharist, let's ask God to fill our hearts with that exp expression of the Greeks who spoke to St. Andrew. We want to see Jesus. Just show us the Lord. And as we are invited to receive Holy Communion, let's approach in a worthy and prepared manner.